Managing your law practice can be challenging. Marketing, time management, attracting clients, and all the things besides the cases that you need to do that aren't billable. Welcome to this edition of the Unbillable Hour, the Law Practice Advisory Podcast. This is where you'll get the information you need from expert guests and host Christopher Anderson, here on Legal Talk Network. Welcome to the Unbillable Hour, the Law Practice Advisory Podcast, helping attorneys achieve more success. We're glad you can listen today on Legal Talk Network. Today's episode is about, it's about marketing, but it's also about sort of the nexus of production and marketing. We're going to learn a lot about maximizing your relationship with your clients, and by that, maximizing the results that you get from them. Our title for the show today is Pay Attention to What You Got. And my guest today is Scott Wallingford. Scott is general manager of LexisNexis Business of Law Software Solutions. Uh, They deliver uh, solutions designed to help law firms and corporate legal departments drive growth and manage their operations. The portfolio of solutions that uh, Scott manages includes Interaction, uh, which is client relationship management software, CounselLink, enterprise legal management software, and Juris, financial management software. And I am your host, Christopher Anderson, and I am an attorney with a singular passion for helping other lawyers achieve success with their law firm businesses. In the Unbillable Hour, each month we explore an area important to help you be a more profitable lawyer through growing your revenues, getting back more of your time, and or getting more professional satisfaction from your business. The Unbillable Hour is dedicated to bringing you guests each month to help you learn more about how to make your law firm business work for you instead of the other way around. Before we get started, I do want to say a thank you to our sponsors, Nexa, Solo Practice University, Scorpion, and Law Clerk. Nexa, formerly known as Answer One, is a leading virtual receptionist and answering service provider for law firms. Learn more by giving them a call at 800-267-9371 or online at www.nexa.com. Solo Practice University is a great resource for solos no matter how long you've been practicing. Make sure you check out solopracticeuniversity.com and learn how to run your practice better. Scorpion crushes the standard for law firm online marketing with proven campaign strategies to get attorneys better cases from the internet. Partner with Scorpion to get an award-winning website and ROI-positive marketing programs today. Visit scorpionlegal.com forward slash podcast. Law Clerk, where attorneys go to hire freelance lawyers. Visit lawclerk.legal to learn how to increase your productivity and your profits by working with talented freelance lawyers. And again, today's episode of the Unbillable Hour is Pay Attention to What You've Got. And my guest is Scott Wallingford. And Scott is, again, the Vice President General Manager of LexisNexis Business of Software Solutions. Scott, welcome to the Unbillable Hour. Thanks, Chris. Great to be here. I welcome you to the show. I'm really excited to have you on. And uh, one of one of the traditions, if you've ever heard the show, one of my traditions is lousy introductions. Um, and uh, <laughs> I, I think I think actually this one was was better than most because uh, your your team helped me with it. But uh, but I still think it would it left a lot out. So if we don't if you don't mind, let, let's just start with like where do you come from, um, and, and what are you currently doing with LexisNexis? So you know, what brought you to being interested in this particular topic? Oh, you bet. So as you said, I run the software division uh, for LexisNexis, and my history is really as a software guy, uh, not from legal, 
joined legal a couple mm-hmm. of years ago, but as a software guy, I've spent uh, a lot of years, more than I care to count sometimes, <laughs> on really building new businesses and revitalizing mature ones. And when I think about you know, what makes great software, my focus is all around building teams that operate in what I call a lead by listening mindset, where you work with your yeah. clients, listen to the market to develop outstanding capabilities that help your clients succeed. I joined LexisNexis in about in late 2015 with a goal to help grow the software business. Uh, flash forward a couple of years, and I run the whole portfolio now. So each time I, each day, I spend time with our clients, with our teams to try to develop new value for our clients to be more successful in growing their business, uh, retaining their clients, and building you know larger, happier, more successful law firms. Well, fantastic. I think, you know, uh, it's interesting, you know, leading by listening uh, is it's a passion of mine as well. Um, and of course, we're going to flip the script on you today because my listeners are probably your customers. And now they get to listen to you because you can't hear them um, through the magic of the microphone here. It's one way and uh, only they can hear you. But uh, at the end of the show, um, I will ask you uh, for ways that they can reach back out to you and your team if they have further questions about what we talk about. Uh, so I hope you'll be able to share some some ways for them to do that. Terrific. Yeah. So recently, um, you uh, LexisNexis, uh, your team, released a law firm marketing and business development survey. Um, and in this, you, you looked at uh, collaboration all across the law firm as one of the biggest challenges that's facing larger law firms uh, in the United States. Uh, can you... Like discuss a little bit about what you learned from the, first of all, why did you do the survey? What what was the question you were trying to ask or get answered and learn about? Um, and what did you learn uh, from from going through this process? Oh, sure. You know, I personally love this survey. We've done it for a handful of years. Uh, so we ask some of the same questions each year and also add some new ones. But it's really one of the mechanisms we listen to the market. So this whole lead by listening. Part of it is through a survey, extensive quantitative survey and qualitative feedback to understand when you think about growing a law firm, what is it that is most important or most challenging, whether it's you know a marketing team, a business development team, the practicing attorneys, how does all that come together? Uh, yeah. Because it takes all, everybody working together in order to achieve the growth goals, right? which tends to be more clients better relationships, more repeat business, and the opportunity to build on that base. Uh, And one of the things that really comes through is collaboration across the firm. Uh, Look, attorneys are busy, right? Serving their clients, attending conferences, symposiums, drafting thought leadership to accentuate what they do really well into the marketplace. Uh, They're fully booked, right? And have a lot of billable time goals as well. Uh, And so that collaboration is really hard internally. And so how do you get the attorneys, as well as the marketing people and business development teams to collaborate, meaning identify the opportunities, how they're going to go after them, how they can work together to be more successful so that you're spending time in the most efficient way. That tends to be our most precious resource, right? The billable hour. And the surveys are just one lens into uh, what are the challenges for different law firms. Sure. And of course, these, these lawyers in the, in the law firms, I mean, they probably missed, as I did in law school, um, the class on uh, <laughs> on how to collaborate with marketing with your marketing team or your business development team, the class on, on uh, how to maximize per client uh, profitability for growth. Um, so what, tell me about what you've learned uh, through the process. So you're asking them these questions. What did you get back? 
You know, some of it is pretty straightforward, um, but it's a big challenge, right? That we're all time stretched. So bringing yeah. people together to collaborate is really hard. Um, the other thing that we've noticed is it's getting better. So this has been hmm. a survey question we've had for the last couple of years, and it's been right in the high 60s as number one priority, and we can't seem <laughs> to get it right. And now we see about 42% of the firm saying it's their top challenge in 2019. Now that's down from 56% just a year ago. So on the positive, right, the collaboration, uh, the willingness to get together and work together uh, is improving, but it's also not easy, right? And so you have to be very focused on this. Um, the part that I do like to see is the the players, right? The marketing, the business development, the attorneys are getting together on what are the right priorities, get focused on a few things. And then we've been able to evolve technology to be more relevant to supporting the connection between marketing, business development, and attorneys, which then also brings in the uh, CIO or CTO, depending on how you title it, but the technology experts, right? So how can you use technology to make the process of collaboration better, more effective? And often that comes through data, right? It's, it's one thing to say, hey, let's meet once in a while. It's another thing to say, hey, based on we'd like to go build a business with these clients to be able to capture the data your firm knows about those clients to better go after, here's how we should engage with this particular person. They, they go to this conference every year, we should make sure we've got a speaking role or uh, we should engage them while they're there. So it's, what's fascinating is the survey highlights some of the topics and then you can drill down on how each person plays a role, including the technology folks where this question didn't start with them. Right. And do you feel, I mean, I, I guess this is an opportunity to blow your own horn, but I, I think it's an important question is, you know, you started, you said, doing the survey a few years ago, and then things have improved. Do you feel like you've actually brought the results back and brought solutions to these law firms that have helped to move that needle down a little bit? Oh, everything we do is based on client feedback, market understanding, the, the trends we see within legal as well as outside legal to help right, the firms be more effective. And so we continue to evolve our products to address the needs that these these firms articulate, or some of them just they articulate their frustrations, and we work on how to help solve that. It's sort of that uh, unarticulated need. I'm really struggling with this, and when you break it down, right, it's about connecting some of the data. Yeah, well, then that leads me to the great segue. So data, obviously, in a lot of this, and understanding our clients, understanding what's going on in the business in collaboration, um, data is the key because. Uh, the data really tells us what's really happening, what we really need to accomplish. How do you see law firms using data right now to, to understand um, and better better analyze their interactions with their customers and their clients and manage those relationships? You know, I think they are at the cusp of really making the turn. And what I mean by that is over the last several years, we've seen this resonance with we need to capture data. And data is terrific. But at the end of the day, data... Uh, is exploding, and the ability to manage all of it is really difficult. What you're really looking for are those data-driven insights that allow you to do something special, right? And from a LexisNexis perspective, we invest a ton of uh, our R&D and technology dollars into how can we help uh, the professionals, right, make better business decisions, inform their, uh, their clients better, uh, so we use this approach to not just capture data, but to capture the right data, connect the right, right dots, and make it automatic. So you don't have to do a ton. It We can kind of connect the dots for you. 
and feed you the insights. And that's a big change, right? Yeah. And, and I mean, I think it's, it's, it is a big change because I think a lot of people got on the bandwagon of collecting data uh, a while back. And now everybody uh, or a lot of people are sitting on a uh, big giant pile of data. <laughs> right. Um, right. But it's, uh, it's not particularly organized. It's not um, particularly normalized and not very useful for them. So helping them to actually get um, insights out of that is fantastic. I'm talking with Scott Wallingford. Uh, Scott is the vice president and general manager of LexisNexis Business of Law Software Solutions. And we're talking about um, collaboration within law firms across um, disciplines. So the marketing team, the business development team, the legal team, and, and the IT team, and how they're using data. Or we, we actually just started talking about how they've begun to use data uh, to uh, understand their their interactions with their clients and the relationships with their clients. We're going to take a break and hear a word from our sponsors here. When we come back, I will talk a little bit about actually how they're using that data. But we'll be back right after a couple of words. Feel like your marketing efforts aren't getting you the high-value cases your firm deserves? For over 15 years, Scorpion has helped thousands of law firms just like yours attract new cases and grow their practices. As a Google Premier Partner and winner of Google's Platform Innovator Award, Scorpion has the right resources and technology to aggressively market your law firm and generate better cases from the internet. For more information, visit scorpionlegal.com forward slash podcast today. Ready to create and build your own solo or small farm practice? Need a nuts and bolts education on the 360 degree experience of starting a business? There's only one online destination dedicated to helping you achieve your goals, Solo Practice University. The only online educational and professional networking community dedicated to lawyers and law students who want to go into practice for themselves. More than a thousand classes, 58 faculty and mentors. What are you waiting for? Check out solopracticeuniversity.com today. Welcome back. I'm talking with Scott Wallingford, a general manager of BLSS, or Business of Law Software Solutions at LexisNexis. And we've been talking about uh, the fact that clients, uh, or law firms rather, are uh, have been accumulating some data that helps them to understand their, uh, their client interactions and the relationships. Um, and what I wanted to ask coming back now, Scott, is how are these law firms now leveraging that data? How are they beginning to use the contact data, the relationship data, um, to be more effective in their relationships with their clients? Well, they're starting to. That's the encouraging part. Uh, if I yeah. reflect back to the survey, right, a couple of the key findings we found that only about 9% of firms use analytics to actually track their business opportunities over the life cycle. So they're tracking this data, but not always applying it into how are we doing against some of the strategies we laid out to build those relationships with our future clients. On a better note, about 40% of firms with a CRM are using that client relationship data to create more targeted strategies. So again, it's not about a you know, one-to-many, just blast an email type of thing. It is really about targeting the right strategy to get to the right type of clients and make sure that you are building that relationship ahead of you know, when the client would actually need it. So I think we are starting to see the turn a bit of firms have been capturing a lot of data, but they're starting to ask, how do I turn that into those more insightful solutions? And that's a big part of where our product development path has gone. Is to help them help them answer those questions? And not just answer them where, okay, I have to remember to go jump into this analytics tool to answer this question. Right. But we've been uh, on this path to embed 
more of that client relationship information into what I call the attorney's native workflow, which tends to be Microsoft Outlook. Mm-hmm, and so yeah. we've got a sort of a side panel, if you will, that when you are about to draft an email to a current client, a prospect, whomever, um, everything your firm knows about that particular individual, that company is shown on that side panel. Why that's important is it's fed to you. So it's embedded in your workflow. You don't have to look for it. It is always updated and you are now able to connect things that you didn't know. So if you're in a multi-office firm, you may not have known that somebody from the Phoenix office had just been talking to so-and-so yesterday. Well, now you can connect those dots and they're like, wow, these guys are always talking about me. I feel really good as that prospective client. So it's really about trying to bring those insights right up front uh, to the practicing attorney. So they don't have to go look for them, but they can make better use of them to position the strength of the relationship and how much they do care about those clients in a really positive way. And it's been really effective. Clients are very positive. We've also started to add in uh, curated news feeds, if you will, oh, wow. so that in that same panel, right, you can stay up to date on what's the latest news about this individual, this company, this industry. So you're, again, you're not trying to remember, did you see that on some news feed that you saw this morning, but it's real time. Uh, and most importantly, all of these capabilities are built to be device on the go. So whether you're using your laptop or desktop in your office, you're at home in your home office, you're on your iPad, you're on your phone, these same capabilities are available. So you are equally productive wherever you may be, which these days for an attorney, they're on the go. Yeah. Yeah. And what's, what's really exciting. I mean, that about that, as I think about it, it's like, um, as a practicing attorney, I know I would spend a lot of time browsing news sources, whether it be the bar publication or business news sources um, or uh, the Wall Street Journal or, or LinkedIn um, to sort of be on top of things. And, you know, probably in doing that, 10% or less of what I was actually consuming was relevant to my work that day that or even that month or maybe even that year. Um, this is, I mean, it sounds like this really delivering relevant content to me, saving me a lot of time and dispensing with 90% of what's, what's less so. Oh, exactly. You hit the nail on the head. How do I take the massive data and pull out those three or four nuggets that are most relevant to you now? Yeah. So, I mean, might, might you have some examples? Like what are some of the data, what are some of the types of insights, um, that are helping law firms really see, better see, you know, highlight, uh, growth opportunities for them that they can seize upon proactively rather than reacting to their clients' needs? Yeah. So one of the things we see is if you're in a multi-practice firm, right, is how do you introduce other practice areas to that same client? Mm, and yeah. when you can tell that it's only been your practice area engaged with this client, but then you can couple it with news you see about uh, this industry, this client, et cetera, that they might benefit from intellectual property, right? How do you introduce your intellectual property folks there? You can be very thoughtful about, um, I see that there's a need, right, from this particular firm or this industry. How do I introduce my partner in there so that we're sharing the benefit of all the great work I've done and the trust I've built with another part of the business? We are now stronger as a firm because we have multiple areas engaging with that client. Uh, We have some relationship scoring, if you will, that looks at what's the uh, type of interactions you've been having with this client, right? How frequently in email, meetings, et cetera, uh, but even longitudinally, we can see if it's been dropping. So you can then see the AI application of 
hey, Chris, did you realize that this client has been on your top 10 list for a while, but your relationship strength has been dropping because you haven't talked to that person or met with them in the last three months or six months or nine months? Well, that's probably not good, right? All clients like to feel the love. So it's a little bit of the nudge on, hey, I should really reach out to this client to make sure that they know I'm here, I'm engaged, trying to help them. When can I see them, et cetera. So there's lots of opportunity just connecting the data. And that's just of what your firm knows uh, about these folks, which is terrific. Yeah, the internal data of what, what what you do know about them, what you don't know, and and what your your interactions have been. um, So that you can, I guess... Acting in in consistency with your with what you believe, like so, you think this is one of your top ten clients. Maybe you should be spending uh, that kind of time with them. I think that's uh, it, it could be a powerful insight for you. And, and you know, what's great is some of these same insights really resonate with that senior partner who can look at right the top X clients and just get a pulse very quickly of are we engaged with our clients, our key clients especially, right, sufficiently often. Is this relationship score improving? That's what I would love to see. Or is it right. or is it declining? Um, and it can get granular to a degree. Is it just the partner who's engaged or has the partner delegated everything to a junior associate? Right, yeah. It's easy to do, but perhaps not great for the long-term health. As I like to remind people, um, every one of your current clients is on somebody else's business development list. So you have to be really good and engage with your current clients, help them be more successful by you know, sharing the other practice areas in your firm so you can do more business with them as well as then find some new clients and you have to do all three and do it well. Absolutely. So one, I, I noticed in the um, survey that you did, one of the, uh, one of the results, one of the findings that you came out with was that uh, really, really few law firms, I think it was the number was under 10% uh, are using um, analytics to track their business opportunities over the life cycle of the business opportunity. Um, first of all, can you describe what that really means and then why you think that is? Uh, sure. I think uh, what it is and why it matters is, again, clients are capturing a lot of data without a clear insight onto what do I do with this. But the general mm-hmm. view is more data is better and we'll sort it out later. Um, and they haven't figured out the right analytical approaches to connect this data to tell them something meaningful about how they are engaging in their business opportunities. Um, and there are different stages to the the business, the opportunity life cycle, if you will. So you need to be thoughtful about kind of what are we trying to do at each stage, and are right. we managing this prospective client through that stage, right? And in my mind, that is just deepening your relationship from first introduction. You may not have heard of me or my firm, but I'd love to get to know you, and over time, building it up to, hey, should you have an issue around X, Y, or Z? I want to be top of mind when you say, you know what, I need some legal advice. Uh, Who do I know that is really deep in this area? Because this is important. And as I have told many people from my experience outside of the legal industry, right, professional services are bought. They're not sold. No one walks in and sells you legal advice, right? I know you weren't thinking of this today while you're eating dinner, but I'd like to sell you some (laughs) legal services. But when somebody needs it, you need to be top of mind. And that's why this whole relationship development is part and parcel with business development, right? It's building that trust over time in the right way, such that when that opportunity hits, the client thinks of you first. Absolutely. All right. We're talking with Scott Wallingford. 
uh, general manager of business of law software solutions with LexisNexis. And we've been talking about, uh, right now we've been actually talking about the fact that very few law firms are actually already using analytics to track their business opportunities over the life cycle. Um, and one of the reasons that Scott's articulated is that they, uh, uh, they've been collecting the data, but they just haven't really identified how to analyze that. Um, when we come back, I'll talk to Scott about where he sees that going um, and uh, other trends. Uh, but first, a word from our sponsors. Law Clerk is where attorneys go to hire freelance lawyers. Whether you need a research memo or a complicated appellate brief, our network of freelance lawyers have every level of experience and expertise. Sign up is free, and there are no monthly fees. Only pay the flat fee price you set. Use rebate code UNBILLABLE to get a $100 Amazon gift card when you complete your next project. Learn more at lawclerk.legal. If you're missing calls, appointments, and potential clients, it's time to work with Nexa Professional. More than just an answering service, Nexa's virtual receptionists are available 24-7 to schedule appointments, qualify leads, respond to emails, integrate with your firm's software, and much more. Nexa ensures your clients have the experience they deserve. Give them a call at 800-267-9371 or visit them at nexa.com forward slash podcast for a special offer. And we're back with the Unbillable Hour talking with Scott Wallingford, and we've been talking about uh, the fact that a lot of law firms are accumulating data, but under 10% of them uh, in the last survey uh, were really putting that data to a good analytical use. Um, and Scott said one of the reasons of that is they just haven't really um, identified how what the right tools are to, co- to conduct that analysis. Um, was there anything more to that, Scott, or do you think that's really what, what the per- problem well, is? Yeah, I might phrase that slightly differently in that sure. sometimes they don't know the question they're trying to answer. And so you, and it's a, what do I do with this? And you really have to invert it and, and ask yourself, what am I trying to do with the data, right? What is it that would help me be better, be smarter, be more effective with this client? One of the things we've done is embedded uh, or connected Microsoft Power BI to our interaction product to make it really easy for firms to gather the insights and also customize the the views they would like into their data. That has been really powerful to help them think through clear strategies and have some of the data behind it. Uh, At the end of the day, having a strategy with no data to inform (laughs) is this a good spot to be or not uh, is pretty risky, right? Again, if hours are the most precious resource you have, to not be thoughtful in your business planning on where do we want to go invest time to develop new clients, uh, you can waste a ton of hours. And nothing drives attorneys more crazy than to know that they spent a ton of hours working with marketing and business development, and it was a waste of time. Yeah. yeah. Right? It's hard to rebuild that confidence. So we try Absolutely. to invest a ton in great ways to capture the insights out of the data, uh, but also we've develop some capabilities to help you track and manage uh, those opportunities and pursuits so that the the management of that process, the tracking of the tasks, the automation of reminders that, oh, Chris, you were supposed to do something around XYZ client. You were supposed to send this piece of collateral. Uh, You may have just forgotten because you're busy. We have a way of automatically reminding you to do that. Well, now you've got a much more robust way to manage that overall process, uh, which you know, it's all based on the data. It's based on the follow-up, and you can easily track: is this successful in building these relationships? Yeah, and and 
it, it's doing that in a way that's reconnecting and making sure that the relationships inside the firm are also uh, being maximized and you're not building up that frustration for, you know, did I waste time talking to marketing or business exactly. or IT? Exactly. Um, so the, the statistic was that really small number of law firms are using analytics to track their business opportunities. Where do you see that going over the next couple of years? I do see it growing. I, I do see that the, um, the tide is turning a bit on people being willing to ask the right questions and say, how do I answer that? As opposed to throwing up their hands and saying, well, that's a great question, but we have no way to figure that out. Yeah. Uh, part of it is, you know, we've been bringing people from outside legal that have been answering these questions in other industries. Part of it is the tools have gotten more user-friendly. So you no longer need a PhD in analytics in order to make <laughs> sense of the data. Uh, and yeah. that's a big path that we're leveraging Power BI and some of our AI capabilities to bring the insights to you sort of automatically without you having to dig in and leverage that PhD in analytics that you don't have. So it's going to keep growing, uh, no question. And when you think about it, right, the competitive pressures are, are tough as much as, you know, recent economy is quite strong. I have yet to hear firms say we no longer think we have competitive threats. Right? It's, I mean, yeah. something on the order of 63% of law firms report losing business to alternative legal service providers, right? 85% of law firms are seeing uh, non-traditional service providers uh, threatening their space, including the insourcing of work by corporate counsel, right? They used to be my client. Now, now they're competing for the same work. How does that yeah. work? Uh, so it's a tough balance. Yeah. Do you see, do you see that there's a possibility for these law firms to actually apply their, these newfound analytical skills to their clients' businesses to actually help their clients see trends within their own businesses? Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, once you start down the path of how to leverage analytics to make you more informed, you start connecting dots in a different way. Uh, yeah. So some of this is, you know, the things you look for in the news sources uh, may differ, uh, but you're also connecting that to what do you see um, in kind of how you've been engaging with the different firms or publications about what their competition is doing. There's sort of a, a variety of data points you can get at that help give you a more robust view. And it also means you're having different conversations with the clients, right? It's not just about legal advice on a specific issue. It is about that relationship as their trusted business advisor as well, right? Helping me think about where do I need to go and what are the things I should be concerned about so I protect myself or mitigate those risks, whether it's a legal topic or just common sense on other fronts. Yeah. And I mean, one of the things that really stuck out to me that you, that you said was that one of the problems in, in the low adaptation or a low adoption right now of uh, using analytics tools is not knowing what questions to ask. And I think, you know, I'll just go out on a limb here that part of that is like not even knowing that you have the capability to get that question answered. As these law firm businesses get more experience with asking questions and knowing that these answers which would have been impossible to get only a few years ago, are actually available, they start to learn how to ask more questions, I would guess. Exactly. And more specific questions, right? Yeah. Around, you know, how has attending this conference helped us build stronger relationships with people in this industry? Well, that's a question nobody could quantitatively answer in the past, right? You do the straw right. poll that said, hey, Chris, do you think it was worth you going to that conference? Yes. Uh, did you meet anybody new? Uh, I think so. We get any business from that? Not sure. Probably, yeah. You know, did we deepen relationships? Oh, absolutely. 
And now yep. you can put more of the rigor around it because if, if we're sending you to a conference and it's a huge waste of your time, uh, you probably have better things to do with that. Right. Or if we're about to stop sending me to that conference and we discover it was a hugely valuable investment of time, it, you know, it goes both ways. Exactly. And some of these right activities are also around uh, reinforcing the relationships. So yes, we have gone to the conference and because I took the action to say, well, who do we think is going to attend that conference, right? Maybe we look at customer lists of people that went there uh, previously, right? Many conferences will give you the list of people saying they will attend. You can look at it very quickly against your client data to say, are any of these people prospects you'd like to know or current clients you have? Well, now you actually also know who to target rather than showing up there and saying, well, I'll just wander around until I see a friendly face. You know that you know what? I haven't seen Steve Jones in quite a while. I'm going to have to make a an email ahead to say, hey, can we grab some coffee? Right. You're now making higher use of your time, but right. building those relationships in a very thoughtful and strategic way rather than happenstance. Fantastic. All right. As we come to the uh, to the end of the show, I wanted to ask you, um, we've talked about trends ar- around analytics. I just want to ask you more generally. Are there any other trends that you see going into this year and into the uh, this next decade that you'd like to uh, speak to and tell our listeners about that, uh, that you see coming. You bet. There's one that I'm personally a favorite of mine, I guess I'll say it's called the hybrid cloud. Uh, so many mm. people are familiar with the cloud and it's sort of this all encompassing somewhat ambiguous concept, but I have to change everything to go to the cloud. Right. Uh, one of the concepts we've been, uh, building and have released a couple of products that are deployed this way is to decouple the software application from the underlying database. right Now, why that's important is many law firms want direct control over the database, but they also would love to reduce their IT uh, team size or costs, et cetera. Sure. And so by having the application delivered in that software as a service model that can connect to your database, you kind of get the best of both worlds, right? I am totally secure. I own the data. There's no blind subpoenas. I own the encryption keys, all of those things that are really relevant to the practice of law. But I can also not be in the IT game any more than I need to. And I can capture the software as a service aspect on the application. And so that's the path uh, we at Interaction are going down. It's been amazingly well received because clients see the optionality they have and they can we will have in near term a full cloud offer as well. So they can be on-premise, hybrid cloud, or full cloud. And here's what's really magical. They can even step back and forth through there as their wow. interpretations wow. of their needs uh, and their, what's expected from their clients and the global you know, expectations on data privacy, et cetera. These things are all going to change over time. We give them a bit of flexibility. But in all cases, they own the keys. They own the encryption keys. So the data is theirs. It's not ours. That sounds like a very interesting trend. Thank you, Scott. It's a really exciting time to be in the, this space. Yeah, indeed. All right. That about wraps up this edition of the Unbillable Hour, the Law Business Advisory Podcast. And our guest today has been Scott Wallingford, a VP and General Manager of LexisNexis Business of Law Software Solutions. Um, Scott, at the top of the show, I, I asked you, um, I, I think listeners will probably want to know a little bit more about Several of the things we talked about. How's, what's a good way for them to be in touch with you to get more information? Well, oh, let's see. I guess uh, through our website is probably the easiest yeah. path, LexisNexis.com. Then we have the BLSS uh, drop down. But if you're interested in interaction, uh, which I've spent a bit of time talking today since it's all about the growth uh, of yeah. law firms, 
interaction.com is the easiest way. We'd be happy to show you the, the cool new things we're working on. Fantastic. Well, that's, uh, those are two great resources. Um, Scott, thanks so much for being on the show. Thanks, Chris. Really enjoyed it. My pleasure. And of course, this is Christopher Anderson, and I look forward to seeing you next month with another great guest as we learn more about topics that help us build a law firm business that works for you. And remember, you can subscribe to all the editions of this podcast at LegalTalkNetwork.com or on iTunes. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you again soon. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by Legal Talk Network. Its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. Thanks for listening to the Unbillable Hour, the Law Practice Advisory Podcast. Join us again for the next edition, right here with Legal Talk Network. Learn by doing with Practicing Law Institute's award-winning on-demand interactive programs. Developed by experts in learning design, these immersive programs incorporate the latest in research-based instructional design and technology, allowing you to try out concepts, challenge yourself, and grow your skills using real-world scenarios. With programs focusing on professional development, client-facing skills, and law practice management, you can earn CLE while you learn. Launch now at pli.edu slash interactive or download PLI's mobile app.